Hello and welcome to the Blitz Business Development Show. My name is Mayo Best and I'm a business consultant and coach as well as the founder of the Blitz Business Development Academy. This is a show that provides guidance, resources, and access to best practices to help you advertise, manage, and build geometric profits. From freelancers and home-based business owners to startups and storefronts, you will learn how to start small as you think and grow big. Hello, folks, and welcome to the Blitz Business Development Show. And do we have a killer gym field show for you today? Now, let's just say that you're a small business and you are trying to figure out how do you actually make a name for yourself? How do you break through the noise of your competition? All right. So this show today is going to be phenomenal for anyone that's even got a new business or been in business, but you're a small business. You don't have a lot of resources. You may not even have a whole lot of money. You may not have a big staff and you may not have the presence or a clue even as to how to gain the presence that you need in order to break through the noise of your competition. So what you're going to find out today what the number one secret weapon is that, yes, even you can gain access through if you know what it is. And guess what, folks? I'm going to tell you right now. It's becoming a best-selling author. Folks, the doors that this opens up to you and your business, we're talking about six-figure opportunities. But you've got to be a best-selling author to really try to break through a lot of those barriers and open up some of those doors. Well, the person that we're going to have on the show is not only responsible for being a best-selling author for themselves, they have actually helped and ushered over 165 other writers to become best-selling authors and leaders of authority in their industry. So folks, without further ado, let me introduce you to Divya Parikh. Divya Parikh, a 10-time number one best-selling author, combines her years of neuroleadership, writing experience, and positioning coaching to help high-achieving business leaders uncover their potential, build confidence in their life's narrative, and write authority-building books so they get recognized as the trusted leader in their industries. Divya and her team have helped over 165 writers and counting to become number one best-selling authors and garner six-figure opportunities. Divya has become one of the elite in her field and an authority for excellence in her own right. All right, so folks, we are here with Divya Parikh. I thank her so much for joining us and we have a really, really phenomenal show. As you guys know, I love to share best practices when it comes to advertising and promoting your business. Now, I know some about this topic, but nowhere near as much as Divya knows because as the show topic basically uh, references, we're going to be talking about how you actually can become a best-selling author and leverage that for your business. Now, I know a lot of us have tried to probably, you know, write a book or have thought about writing a book, which is kind of like my case. And we all are trying to figure out at some point, well, if we do this, eh, you know, is it really going to be worth it? So we're going to dive into all of that. But before we do, I want to ask Divya some questions and I want you to get to know her as well. So my first question to you, Divya, is where are you originally from? I'm from India. From India. Okay. What part? What part? Uh, best part of uh, India, and it's uh, we. You know, my father had kind of moved to a couple of places, so from Gujarat. Okay, could you repeat that again? Where's the place? Sure, from Gujarat. <laughs> Gujarat. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So, what was your upbringing like growing up there? Uh, the upbringing was a lot of fun. I, as my mom used to say, bless her heart, you know, she's no longer with me, mm-hmm. that I was the cause of her heart issues. Because as a child, I used to just kind of run rampant and like climbing trees. And whenever she would ground me, <laughs> I would be climbing on the <laughs> highest limb of the tree and like shaking it. And she'd be like standing. I'd say, I'll come down if you 
unground me and of course you know and this <laughs> so i was very fortunate to have some great parents and we were told that sky was not the limit so had it had it good so so where you grew up what was it like growing up in that area it was great i mean you know you go to school just uh, like any other place so uh, mm-hmm. i had gone to a catholic school so it was very interesting very different you get exposed to some very very strict discipline and mm-hmm. you're wearing the uniform and of course like when you see nowadays everything's kind of changed people kids are in different attires and all that so never had to worry about it though like you know what you got to wear mm, mm. and h- how would you say that the things that you learned the things that you did your culture and everything how would you say that that has influenced your work now and what you do So one of the things I definitely want to highlight is that it was during I think so one of our family reunions like family get together and we were quite young and all the kids were just kind of running around mm-hmm. making a whole lot of noise so I don't know one of the great aunts or like aunts or they said you know what can you like you know can somebody like take these kids and have them <laughs> shut up or something <laughs> So one of our cousins like kind of taught us like hey you know just kind of sit down do some deep breathing and just it kind of went through and learned that meditation mm. at a fairly young age and that has stayed with me for a long time and also some of the things I say that human beings are human beings it's the values that count mm-hmm. the values that I got always being service Hmm. always other people kind of come first and surprisingly my dad was a tree hugger <laughs> oh really so learning to love nature and mm-hmm. all the things so even to this day one of my core values is mindfulness mindfulness okay so are you saying that when you grew up meditation was a big part of your upbringing it was not a big part of my upbringing that said that incidents left a mark on me mm. that okay you know what i could calm myself down sit and concentrate mm. and then i got exposure to it in different ways i don't even remember how and then it kind of became part of me that like okay if something is going wrong mm-hmm. then yes it's ambiguity yes things are out of control and yet we have something that's by our side that is our breath mm. every step of the way and i'll share a quick story around that so for example you know there was a king he had six daughters mm-hmm. and he's living wonderfully and then one day comes that he's on his deathbed and all the courtiers are like i the head courtier says that we have to pick out who's going to be a next ruler out of these six wonderful princesses so the first one comes and she is the prince princess of taste she just puts the senses in everybody's mouth and people are like oh my goodness she got to be the queen the next comes the sight princess of sight and she is like weaving her magic and everybody's like somebody seeing this beautiful beach and somebody seeing this wonderful places and mountains like whatever they liked and they're like no she got to be the queen and then comes the princess of smell and then she just wafts all this beautiful aromas and fragrances people are like oh she got to be the one the next one comes she is a princess of touch and they're like you know everybody's like hugging they're remembering their moments with loved ones and they're like yeah we want her and then the next one comes the auditory princess and she is like oh the beautiful music playing and people are just going and everybody is in the mood and all that oh yeah she got to be the queen and then comes this small nondescript very pale and like nobody's noticing her and they're like oh what magic you're going to do she's princess of breath and she says i don't know any magic i'm going to just go i think so you have your choice you 
you like these other five, but then they find they cannot breathe. And guess what? If you cannot breathe, what will happen? And then she's crowned the queen. And so these are the type of the stories and exposure about more about philosophy and spirituality in general mm. that has really stayed with me and helped me navigate my life because everybody gets those twists and turns that life throws at us and it's up to us what kind of a, the next chapter we are going to write right 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 that's interesting so how old were you when you were learning these types of principles oh gosh it was throughout like you know like i've been learning this even today So there was not like one age just being growing up with it and even today I feel like I'm still growing there's no <laughs> end to growing there's so much to learn. Hmm. And and at what point do you think you knew that you wanted to pursue the line of work that you are now as it like is it relates to um being an author? So now it goes back again the roots go back again to my childhood I used to write short stories I used to write poems okay and poor people who would come to our house you know when we would have company I just bring my notebook <laughs> oh and oh these poor people listening to my stories and I I still remember like you know one guy like that he was about to cry <laughs> <laughs> no Now I can realize that what I was putting in I was literally torturing these people. Right. right. So it started from there and then I went into science. But I was always into books. Mm. To me books opened the door to so many different worlds that transported you. So I've always had that and then going into a science field it kind of it was there lurking somewhere in the background. Mm-hmm. And then when I stepped into coaching and somebody invited me to be part of a book, I found that it was the hardest thing to do. Could not write my one chapter for mm. five months. And then the publisher calls me and tells me, Divya, do you think uh, we are okay? You know, you can be part of the next contribution. I don't think so. I can hold up rest of the people for you and I was like oh my god here I am and I'm thinking like oh I care about people and I was all focused just on me for those four months oh what if I write this book what if somebody thinks I'm stupid oh what if I ha- what I have to say is not even worth a mention what if I like I put things out there who am I to write and if somebody like you know mocks at me and I'm like gosh I was so much in my own head right that I couldn't see past my myself. Mm. And and that literally opened my eyes. Mm-hmm. Because that fear makes you so tunnel visioned that you don't see on the other side. Right. You don't see what's beyond the blinders that we put on ourselves and once that broke of course it was completely different story and it's just changing the lens through which we look at things. Mm. Now, it's so interesting that now you're a writer and it sounds like after talking to you now I'm starting to find out you have always been a writer. But I, I don't know about that. You have to ask those people. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> They may have a different opinion when you were when yes. you right. Yeah. But, you know, and it, how about this? You were always a writer at heart. Maybe the yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> the techniques maybe took a little time to evolve, but you always yeah. are right at heart and spirit. So, but what's interesting is that I definitely want to dive into more of, you know, of the writing stuff, but I'm always curious to find out how how the dots actually connect or sometimes not how they connect, but the journey that people actually take, you know, as entrepreneurs and getting to where they are and finding their way. I'm I'm extremely curious about your educational background because you just mentioned science and I do know a little bit about you. So, I know that you definitely have a science background. Can you talk a little bit about your educational background in general and also the supplemental areas of study that equips you to be able to be so effective 
in how you're helping your clients get the best results that they're getting now? So I will say that one of the best education anybody can have is being curious. Mm. And I was always a, I don't know if anybody knows about, I mean, most people know about Curious George. So mm. Curious George had always attracted me and I was a Curious George. And sometimes, of course, it didn't, I got into a lot of trouble. But that said, it was biochemistry. Mm. I'm a biochemist by trade. I was always fascinated that this piece of machinery which is our body. I mean, we only get one body. Right. The millions of cells and they're all so many, you know, different organs working with each other. Right. In congruence. Right. And that coherence. I mean, how is it that like, you know, on so many days, we have so many good days and we never even think about it. And then something right. goes wrong. And then that pain, it's like, oh my God. And I'm like, I'm one of them. You know, I'll raise my hand and say that I'm one to complain. But then I think about it, like, I got to be thankful and grateful. Yes. So that's what kind of got me into it. And I was into research. I was in academia, teaching, and I've been in like neuroscience. And then I've taken coaching and I have done a lot of leadership and I have done <laughs> neuroscience thing and then I have learned about marketing and entrepreneurship and sales and different areas of science so I love learning I have this insatiable thirst for learning and I just keep on learning and it can be through different programs different certifications mm-hmm. And what has that done is mm-hmm. that has shown me that for myself, I'm at an intersection of science and spirituality mm. because so many times what happens is that we question things. And then similarly, if we can find that, okay. So a lot of people like, you know, when I used to meditate mm-hmm. in my college years, because, you know, when you're doing research, and then you're also, and at that point in time, I think it was around in California, that we didn't have, that my professor didn't have a whole lot of grants. And like, you know, some of the things we had to like manually switch. Mm-hmm. And we used to read the DNA sequences by hand. Like, you know, you have these big giant extra things and you're like counting. And the minute you follow the count, you got to start all over again. Right. And now everything is so much automated. Right. right. So as things would move the learning that it provides you the education and to me education is not just actual going to college it's also the education the learning you can take and what happens is that a lot of people they just go through automatons and if you're going through automatons whether it's through life or through education you don't learn mm-hmm. and you can learn from anything and anything and everything is an education that's right And it tells us, right, like when you talk about that, how do I help my clients with this? Right. So think about it. On one hand, I can connect and see them bring that judgment-free zone Mm -hmm. from that spirituality and meditation aspect. And at the same time, bring in neuro hacks. Because 95% of the people don't know how the brain works. Right. If they're not able to do things they want to do, they don't want to re- have that learning that will help them realize their dreams. It's not their fault. But now, when we retrain their brain, guess what? They're able to achieve their dreams. So bringing those two, I'm very blessed and privileged to have that in my background. That's awesome. I mean, you know, it's funny. Um <laughs> I'm, I, I will say I am far from being prolific in my understanding of neuroscience, but I too am quite curious and love learning as well. And, you know, I, I feel like a little bit of what you're saying definitely resonates with me personally because, you know, and it's interesting how the journey of learning more about yourself and learning more about how your body works, how your mind actually works. Um, learning about the plasticity of the mind and how things actually even connect and how we go about making decisions, all of that stuff um, on multiple levels. I found for me personally, what it does, the more I learn about myself, 
and what, or I would say how the body works, the more gratitude I tend to have. And also <laughs> the more humility I actually tend to experience because oftentimes when I, I come across folks who are feeling really, really bad, right? Yep. And they have moments. What I try to remind them of is how many literally millions of things that are happening even while they sleep to where mm -hmm. when they the fact that you wake up the next day and for the last eight hours if you sleep that long <laughs> for the last eight hours your body has been carrying through with all these different functions mm -hmm. and even the basic of things that are not basic and still complex and essential to you know your mortality like breathing as you said before you know just taking into account that i'm 45 years old but for the last 45 years 365 days out the year i've never stopped breathing for like eight minutes it only took six <laughs> for me to die right yeah. and it like really puts things into perspective and I think that, you know, I don't want to go too long in this tangent, but I do want to say that, you know, definitely to my listeners, this is what she's talking about is so cool. And I think it really, as an entrepreneur, it really helps to ground you when you take into account that no matter how bad things are, every single day you wake up is a new miracle, literally, not it figuratively. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Yeah, so if, if you guys only check out science and learn about your brain just for the sole fact that you're trying to understand just how how marvelous you are as a creation, if you're feeling like you're not special, trust me when I say the more you learn about what she's talking about, the more humble you will become and the more grateful. At least that's what happened for me. Oh, I completely agree. And because I studied it really gave me a whole new perspective on life oh really because like the yeah. gazillion things that can go wrong exactly. and I'm like oh, my god so many things are going right and like you said right any day you're awake it's a blessing absolutely absolutely okay so now with you having such a, a a background in technology and you just gave me some of this answer which i think is cool that you're able to apply these techniques in helping your clients when it comes to writing a book but i'm also curious now on the technology side are you leveraging any type of technology or softwares to help you be effective in what you're doing for your clients oh absolutely just for the fact like we are using zoom and computer that's technology right there Okay. We're connecting with people. And then, of course, we have a lot of automations because it's important to create a whole system because it's not only, as you talk about helping the clients, it's about simplifying business. Right. It's about working on business, not working in business. And what I mean by that is that as a solopreneur, you have to wear so many different hats. Right. And then the next shiny thing comes and the next shiny thing comes and you're like, oh, yeah, I got to <laughs> right. get this. I got to get this. And hey, I'm as prone to the temptation as anybody else. And I've got tons and tons of software. But over the years, I've learned what's important for me right. and how can it be streamlined where initially before, you know, I fell down and I was like, gosh, this software doesn't work. You know, it's not what they said that it would be. It, it like, you know, so many campaigns are like bait and switch. Right. Where you think, oh, it's going to be the answer to all my problems, but it's not. Right. So what I've done is that one of the key things that I make sure that with my clients, I do that, that they learn that it's not about what is out there it's about what is their business model and what fits them mm. not everything is right for them so it's about simplifying 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 and then doing rinse and repeat and this is a two-part question now are you using any artificial intelligence based softwares to assist you with any part of the writing process and no, there are some of the like you know like there is grammarly which right. is 
for the grammar correction and all that. Mm-hmm. We definitely use that. And then, you know, thesaurus okay. going and uh, it's more of market research than anything else that we use. It's about connecting with people. So, for example, and then as we kind of get in, we can uh, go into that. So rather than me going off completely on tangent. <laughs> okay, no problem. So now I'm just curious. Now, are there any software that you like in particular? Well, no, particular right software I like. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not an affiliate. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, have any. Grammarly is pretty good. Okay. I really like Grammarly. And then there is Scrivener. Then there is OneNote where you can take your notes and have stream of consciousness. Mm. I personally like the old style, even Mm. writing down in the notebook. Right. Because again, for brain, brain has been trained with pen and paper for all these thousands of years. The history of computer is not, it's less than 50 years or maybe 60 years. I don't know. Right. To be exact. Right, right. So in science of evolution mm-hmm. it is just a speck mm-hmm. on the timeline so for me pen and paper still works yeah. and of course sometimes as I'm walking around I will share is that having your phone is such a good thing mm-hmm. transcribing into it you know you're walking around some thought pops up especially if you're writing a book I'm a very visual person so we Usually with my clients, you know, we are bringing in huge sheets or if we are not in the same town, I'll have my clients bring in the sheet. They put it on the wall and we do the old school style. Oh, cool. Okay. And and can you explain a little bit about what that process might look like for our audience? Absolutely. So, for example, just kind of think about it. Like, let's say you are thinking about writing. I'm just going to say something which everybody kind of knows. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn. That let's say you're a LinkedIn expert and okay. you want to tell people about LinkedIn. Okay. So now, okay, what is it that you want to talk about LinkedIn? What are the pain points that people are experiencing? Mm-hmm. Then LinkedIn keeps on changing. Mm-hmm. So then, are you going to be doing like you know constant revisions? So it's also doing the biggest thing is to do market research and. I'm, you know, given the time we have, of course, we cannot go and I'll just kind of touch upon some salient points. Right. What does your market want? Who are you writing the book for? Right. Now, if you're just kind of writing your own story and publishing it, that's completely entire matter. Like, you know, there are eight to nine types of books that can be written. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to kind of talk about since we're talking about a best-selling book for entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. I'm talking about authority building book. Okay. And what I mean by that authority building book is that that book is for your readers. And if that book is for your readers, they don't care about you. They don't want to know if you are sitting with your dog, posy for the whole day long. And if she's wonderful, she comes and sits in your lap, sleeps with you, knocks on your door, follows you even to the bathroom. Right. You can put some of it, but you cannot make the book about you. Right. So the key is doing the market research. What are their pain points? What are their emotions? Mm. What are they going through? What is it that's keeping them at night? How are you serving them? To me, it's not about selling. To me, it's about serving, not selling. To me, it's about sharing your expertise, not selling. So the first thing is have an intention to create an impact. And when you're doing that, go talk to people directly. Right. You can schedule like, you know, 15 minute Zoom calls and say that, hey, I'm writing a book. Mm. Let's say your client is a LinkedIn user, somebody who wants to find a job. It's OK. You got on LinkedIn and what kind of difficulties you're having? Oh, I don't know how to find the job hunters. I don't know how to find the companies. I don't know how to connect with people. So now you take all of that and you simplify it. You're answering their questions. So basically what happens is when you're answering their questions, when people pick up the book, then there's a whole title thing that how are you naming your book? It's very important. I'll just kind of give an example over here. So my this book has been a bestseller for straight 30 months. 
Now it says expert to influencer. And the subtitle is very clear how to position yourself for meaningful impact. Mm. So it becomes very clear that it is for a type of expert. It is for someone who thinks of themselves as an expert. And the promise of the book is very clear that, okay, if I read this book, I get to become an influencer. And now it also says that how do you position yourself for meaningful impact? It's not talking about getting Facebook likes, getting large number of followers. Right. So if there is meaningful impact, it kind of gives an insight to the book that it's something about serving people. Mm. So as you're writing your book, it's important that you cover your title. Everything is connecting to your reader. It is delivering value to your reader. Mm. So that's the first thing. And then another thing is that you are talking about the process. So the process is that let's say you can bring a, those are like white sticky sheets. You can find at Staples or any place, mm-hmm. bring it and post it on your wall. Right. And then as you're doing, you know, it's important to create different categories. What areas do you want to cover? What's going to be your beginning? What's going to be your end? And the key is, folks, that it's not just when we're talking about a best-selling book, it's not just about how you market it. It's what's inside the book. Right. Are you answering the questions for your clients? And sometimes it can be tough to know everything because like I said, that for my first one chapter, it took me five months. And then as I started getting experience and as I've written like 15 books now, and as I've helped 165 authors, Mm. not only myself, but my team, I cannot, cannot in good conscience take all the credit. Mm. It's us together as a team. We have helped 165 authors to become number one bestselling authors. There are a lot of things that I don't know. We lean into each other and it's asking about help. So it's important to be open to help. Reaching out, doing that market research. And then you do like a proper outline where it's a, there needs to be a good flow. Very critical that your reader will turn from one page to another. And yeah, please go ahead. I, I just want to make sure that the audience is catching all of these gems that you are dropping right now. And the reason why I just felt the need to kind of jump in here just really briefly to remind them, take notes, guys, because <laughs> everything you just said. Now, I want everybody to remember that you just said you've just helped 165 folks to become best-selling authors i got that right right yeah and counting we have got two more books and counting that was the book that you just showed just now can you show us that again sure that's uh, one of the books that i've written and this is one of the books that you've written by the way for the folks on the podcast it's expert to influencer guys everything she just said just now that can help you to get a best-selling book it's everything that you actually have to do to sell a good product or service or run a business everything she just said paying attention to your target market listening to them making sure that you're delivering on value all of these things are nothing but gems so it's so interesting because honestly I didn't expect you to say that. I didn't expect you to, I didn't expect you to be so much alignment with writing a best-selling book as there would be, but it makes sense when you think about it. It really does make sense that your book needs to basically back up what it is that you're saying that the title is saying that the book does the same thing with a business. So this is actually pretty cool. And it sounds like there's a lot of connective tissue between now I'm seeing how you can use this as an extension of your business. Would you agree? Oh my goodness. Book is the portal to the rest of your business. Mm. So think about it. Like if you write a good quality book that establishes you as an expert mm-hmm. and why do I say a good, why a good book is an authority building book? 
because you have done your research you have done what needs to be done and if you don't know i always say that that i went and took help when i couldn't write i went and asked for help i just didn't like out of thin air started learn how to write like you know how to formulate you know what it goes and how can i finesse it i took so many different programs right tons of programs and then brought in people who were knowledgeable so like you know some of my editors have been magazine like large scale magazine editors so i don't know everything but it's as a whole so think about crew then mm. i love that sport when everybody's rowing everybody brings their own strength the front person and everybody they're rowing everyone they're rowing the boat in the same direction so that's what my team does mm. i have let's say one of my superpowers is i see possibilities where none exist so when i'm working with a client okay how can you position yourself as that influencer you have that expertise you have that experience so i give that formula now as that book is written i've got phenomenal editors everyone is working towards bringing that boat boat is the book mm-hmm. to become that authority building book so the key is that it's not only in what you know but how you position yourself mm. and when you're talking about alignment the key is that that got to come through mm. and even in that alignment it's important to drop in your accomplishments mm. without being a braggart and that's an art <laughs> right So you you got to share. If you don't share right. then nobody's going to know. People will be like, "Okay, thank you." Right, that's true. That's true. And you were talking about with for it being the portal, so think about it like if it's a well-written book, you can take the content, repurpose it into blogs, articles. Right. You can create a whole online course from it. You can create your mastermind from it. You can create your one-on-one coaching from it. You can create your speaking engagements. You can take the book and speak on it. Right. Gosh, I could go on and on for the rest of the day. Right, right. So, David, let me ask you this question. So, what is a typical type of problem that your clients will bring to you for you to solve? So, are we talking about in terms of book writing still, right? In terms of book writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so usually what happens is 83% of people and these are studies. These are not my statistics. 83% of people want to write books but only 4 or 5% of people end up writing books because think about it that you will see a whole lot more doctors, dentists, lawyers, engineers but how many authors do you really see in every day? Oh yeah, hey, you're an author. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't. And the biggest problem is that people are scared just like I was. Mhm. I mean, I was scared stiff. That's why like I was so boxed for 4 months that I couldn't even see past my own self. Mm. I mean, how bad can it get? I'm forgetting about the rest of the people because that's how I I was caught in fear. I've experienced that and so many times like I'll get started on my next book and I'll be like, "Oh my god. Am I the right person to write about this? Hasn't everybody else written this mm. before?" So a lot of people kind of come with that perspective because what's happening is that they're going out there and they're looking at it oh my god each and every question has been answered who am i to write like you know what am i going to write so that's where i kind of come in as we evaluate i'll tell them like you know this and it's their unique slant angle it's just that i'm pulling the curtain of their eyes and that they can see okay so and helping them basically write an authority building book and of course you know got a huge team of 20 people and another four other people also who are like who kind of come and go so 24 people we have got our own experts so once they come they don't have to worry from ideation to taking your book to a best selling campaign and they, like if you want to create a business course like i have helped recently one of the gentlemen mm-hmm. he's uh, like uh, we helped him create a see a round table like a whole mastermind course and it's amazing i mean of course everything was his content mm-hmm. so i'm like you know the client is the how should i say look 
from Star Wars or I forget the sweet girl's name from the last one that I really loved and we are the Yoda by the side okay I mean this sounds phenomenal and I think this will be a good time to segue um, Divya to if you don't mind can you tell the audience a little bit about how your program actually works for those that may be interested yeah no absolutely thank you for asking me really appreciate it Mm -hmm. so the way it works is it depends like some people have written their books they've published it so they come to us for just taking it to bestseller some people just say hey we want to get in the media get you know some build like get some authority building assets some people will come with their ideas so there is no one size fits all because this is so unique and everybody's unique and a lot of people will say oh you know what there is like people you know some great like Maya Angelou oh she was great she was an authority who am I Mm -hmm. and then I say that nobody has authority on you only you have the authority on you so you can be an authority and we take those and help build authority assets. And that's why there is no specific. So wherever a person is, I don't believe in saying, oh, there are those five steps. You just got to go through it. Like, you know, so many people have already done it. So we sit down and we figure out where is the authority gap. And people just kind of take pieces of our program where it's needed. It's almost like puzzle pieces. We have the puzzle pieces and they can pick their pieces and say this is what I want to work on this is all I want right now and they may not need it they may not need a best-selling campaign they may not need a whole media exposure Mm -hmm. they may not need so many pieces so we don't push everything on people because to me it's not right it's just kind of giving them what they need in that moment and what's going to take them to that next level Okay, now there are a lot of folks that I know are watching this or listening on the podcast. And for the folks that are thinking <laughs> that, you know, well, why don't I just go on YouTube? Okay, <laughs> you know, it's everybody's go-to. Why don't I just go on YouTube and, you know, learn how to, because everybody's got a how to write a best-selling book. What is the difference between someone investing into your program Versus going on, like I said, YouTube or Skillshare or someplace like that and getting that type of um, information. Absolutely. Everything is out there. I'll say that, hey, folks, if you can do it, more power to it. Go for it. Do it. Mm -hmm. And that said, the difference is that how many times have we fallen? Mm -hmm. How many times? 15 times myself. 165 times with my authors, every single time the problems change. So what's the difference is that you're not going to be able to have that experience, like dog years <laughs> experience, right. like what works. Right. So yes, everybody will give you steps. However, the experience and then having a whole team by your side, so many different perspectives, people doing research mm-hmm. for you. You're not going to get that. And it's the same thing. You have Bible. Why go to church? I got the whole knowledge. It is about that camaraderie. It's about the community. It's about learning, deepening your learning. Or it is about like, well, of course, like, you know, for dentists, you got to go. You cannot like watch YouTube and pull your tooth or do that. Right. (laughs) Right. So There are some things, of course, you'll not do it. But at the same token, yes, you can learn. And I will never say that. Like, you know, there are a lot of people, a lot of marketers out there who say, no, if you don't take my program, you cannot write. I say, yes, you can write. But think about how long it's going to take you. Mm. And what we have learned is that what makes you an authority, I doubt you can go and find many people who can say that their book has been a bestseller for 30 straight months. Like even... And that said, I'm going to full disclosure, we do continuous marketing. And so you got to do the marketing and same thing. Let's say if you go, you become a bestseller, Mm -hmm. do it for like three, four days. Fine. 
you have the title and yet the thing is that what we showcase is that what you can do with the book it's not just about writing the book it's about how you can position yourself mm. wow this is so very well said you just pretty much define for me i think it is the this is the quintessential example of what i call nuance and what i try to get folks to understand as well that yes and like you said you can go on youtube and get the videos and it'll tell you what the step-by-step -step process but the difference between <laughs> 165 bestsellers and you said 30 months on the bestseller list is that nuance that you cannot get from just downloading information it's the experience and like you said even better it's having a whole team so that's really cool and Thank you for answering that question. And that, that's oh. actually a really good way of explaining <laughs> my nuance definition. And I'm going to be using this, honestly, as an example <laughs> moving forward. Thank you. And also, like, you know, one of the things I do want to highlight is that what makes somebody different is that are you able to see what others can see? And Another thing I'll share that is we don't take on everyone. So it's not that like, you know, anybody who comes and walks in the door, right. we will take him on because right. we want people who want to create an impact. And I'll share with you, like we had one gentleman who not naming any names. He, it was a humongous contract. He wanted to do everything like best-selling campaign in multiple countries and get on different TV shows and podcasts and he just wanted to go big out. Mm. So guess what? Like we meet it. Everything on the surface seemed like this is during one of our early days. Mm. But again, we're learning. And in the first session where we're trying to kind of like, I'm trying to get a word in and mapping his stuff out. It was nothing but him and him being in his glory. Oh my God. Mm. It's like, you know, I'm the best. And I'm like, it's awesome. What you've done is great. How about if we just kind of move it in a way where we are helping the reader? Mm. And he was not. And don't get me wrong. It's not just a guy. I've had that experience with a woman too. Mm -hmm. And we ended the contract. So it's not that like anybody, everybody can work with us. Mm -hmm. We are very, very selective. For us, it's about the heart. For it's about the story for it's about the impact mm. okay awesome awesome makes sense and, and, and i could definitely understand why that would be the case so we're about to come in for a landing very soon only have a few more questions left for you and for my audience members i hope you guys have been taking notes i'm always telling you guys to do that because we try to give you no fluff on this show and like i like to say there's nothing but gems being dropped all throughout this episode so divya let me ask you this for my folks who are hanging on to the edge of their seats and want to walk away with something like the three things that they can do to get things started in this process of trying to write a book and maybe they're not quite at the point to where they're ready to you know solidify an idea and this is before they come to you what are three powerful things that my listeners can do tomorrow if they want to get started to writing a book? I would say get started now. Think about what is your why? Mm. Why is it that you want to write a book? If you want to write a book to get your name out, then nothing wrong with it. And as I mentioned earlier, you got to share who you are and you establishing yourself as an authority because if you don't do that who's going to toot your horn it gotta be done in a classy and elegant way mm. so that's the first thing figuring out why is it that you want to because i'll tell you there will be days there will be days where you are ready to pull your hair out <laughs> and scream and just kind of bang on your computer or tear your notebook or whatever you are using that's where the why comes in. So important. Mm. The second is that if you want to write a good book, don't think it can be done in a week, 
We can. For some people, it can be done. Okay. Again, as I'm saying, there's one size does not fit all.、Mm-hmm. I'm telling from my experience and my perspective. Don't expect the right to be easy. Be prepared to do what it takes. You gotta have the hunger. You gotta have the hunger. Like yes, your why is different, but then second is that yes, I wanna write the book.、Mm. Because if you don't have the hunger, then the chances of success, the odds of you finishing the book, will go back to that eighty-three percent of people. You'll not finish the book.、Hmm. So know that. So keep on start working on that mindset. And then third is, who do you want to serve? Who do you want to impact?、Hmm. That's awesome. I, and I notice you keeps using. The the term who do you want to serve? I think that's extremely important. Who do you want to serve or be in the service of? And I like the idea that your approach is not just about the person who's trying to write the book, but more more importantly, like you just said, who are you wanting to write this book to be in service of? I think that's again for me. You know, I tie that into a very strong. Um, business principle of value proposition, and really sincerely, authentically investing in developing that value proposition. And I felt like there's a lot of, like as I said before, connective tissue between this and just running a good business. Period. And that's why I like this. I I can see why you've been so successful because it this resonates so well. With the success principles that you would need to basically write a, I'm sorry, create a good business or a successful business. So, with that said, only a couple of questions left here. Now, this question, and you've already kind of mentioned some things, and I might be putting you on the spot a little bit, so forgive me. But this is for our left brain folks out there, because I, I, I'm really starting to get into this notion of writing a book myself at this point. The more we actually talk. But for those left-brained people that you know that hang on data, looking for that last nudge of, well, how does this tie into my bottom line, right?、Um, can you just list, if you can, any type of hard number deliverables in terms of ROI that、um, either your clients or just like statistically speaking, if you know this data?、Uh, What they can get out of writing a book? Why should a business owner decide to write a book, and what would they, how would they benefit from that in terms of return on investment? Go check it out.、Mm. Each and every single top-notch person, whether it was a CEO of GE, Jack Welch,、mm. Sheryl Sandberg, any politician, what do they do? Everybody comes out with a book. So, book is an age-old. Look at、uh, Michelle Obama. Look at any anybody with metal. They will write a book. So, book is an age-old trust builder that nobody can argue with, especially if it's a well-written book. And now you can say that, oh, how can I measure that ROI on trust? It's again, why do you keep on going back to the same? Car mechanic, why do you going? Why do you keep on going back to the same doctor or your hairdresser or dentist? It's because you have got trust in them.、Mm. And with this crowded noise, with so much information floating, you can write beautiful post. Guess what? It's only going to stay there for that day. And that to different platforms, the algorithms are going to nip it off, and it will be there. You're ba- basically like five or six people are seeing. But your book, you can keep on showing over and over again, and it says that nowadays, before it, it used to be nine touch points for people to know you. Now it's in twenties. But if when the same book keeps on popping up over and over again, it's the consistency.、Mm. It builds the currency of trust. It puts that currency in your readers, and for that, it is priceless. And if you want to like literally like do statistics, I'll tell you. My this one book, yes, I put in a ton of money into it. It has brought me so many clients. So it's not in the sales of the book.、Mm. It's what I got out of it: speaking engagements. I've got paid speaking engagements. I've got clients out of it. 
Wow. And for my other clients, like her book was not even out last year. Mm. And it was around Asian community and like a lot of things were happening. And of course, we had positioned the book very much. She got six speaking, paid speaking engagements. Wow. One of my guys told me that he became so clear on his coaching because that's what writing a book will do for you. You become crystal clear in your craft you become crystal clear in your messaging and for that folks so many people are just like helping you write your message they're charging like anywhere between 15 to 20 to 30 to 40 50 grand and it still doesn't become this you go into you hustle and grind you go in knee deep into your soul and bring that out so he became so clear that he was able to articulate and what he was teaching in his coaching program because that's where we pulled off his book he was able to raise his, the price of his course like twice so that's how you can kind of correlate but if somebody's looking like oh i write the book and i want to make money straight off it mm. then i'll say no it's not for you mm. if you're like how many people go and do phd not that many people how many people to become that doctor right like 13 14 years mm. it's of rotations and residency and it's a long haul so it's not for everyone and i'm not trying to dissuade anybody here folks but that's the reality and one thing that i love to practice my business is that just show as it is and if it works for you great if it doesn't then it's not for you right right that's awesome. Um, <laughs> this has been phenomenal. Um, I, I, like I said, guys, I hope you're catching these gems. So we're pretty much done, but I do want to ask, David, do you have any special offers you like to offer the audience today? Yeah, no, absolutely. I would love to share a like uh, free gift, which is it's it's a whole course that we do. And Mayo, you have been so gracious. And folks, I got to share that if I am coming across that, oh gosh, you know, it's not for you. It's because I don't want you to go through that hurt. It's so important to kind of think about ahead of time, because if you think about that Pareto's law, you know, it's 80% preparation and 20% implementation. So think about it. Right. Because... It is going to be a piece of your heart and soul, something that you put out there. And that's something you want to bring it as if a work of love, a work of heart. Mm. So that's why I'm sharing like it may not be for everyone because it does take its time. So I want to share this course, which is you can create your brand story mm -hmm. and how to be authentic, how do you figure out your why. It provides a lot of value and it will help you to just get your story out there and shine the light for others. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Divya. This was phenomenal. Like I said before, um, we're going to definitely have all this information in the show notes. We'll have the um, name of the book that you actually just showed us, which is, can you show us one more time? Sure. No, thank you for allowing me to share it. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We're going to have the expert to influencer. And I'm repeating it again for the folks that listen to the podcast. We'll have the uh, link to that book as well as the course. And we'll have some uh, contact information for Divya also in the show notes. So, guys, you got to download those episodes, get access to that information. Listen, if you guys are thinking about writing a book, I honestly have to say... Um, <laughs> I would definitely give Divi a call. This is phenomenal. Again, guys, 165, I mean, best-selling books. I mean, you, you can't really argue results. That's one thing I never do. <laughs> and can no one else can argue results. So I want to thank you so much, Divi, for sharing with us today all this wonderful information, all of the gems you've been dropping. And I want to say to the audience, she just blessed us, guys. Please take advantage of anything she's offering you guys. Click on those links and check her books out and give her a call. 
absolutely <laughs> and get your get your content out there of course she has to accept you like she said but reach out to her if you're even thinking about writing a book and try out that course so that's it for today guys thanks for visiting us and being with us for the bliss business development show i'm your host mayo best and we will see you in the next episode bye-bye thank you so much mayo so appreciate you so grateful to have you absolutely thank you take care guys thank you take care